Hi, everyone, and welcome back to ArabicPod101.com. This is Lower Intermediate, Season 1, Lesson 18, A Heated Arabic Debate. Becky here. Assalamu alaikum. I am Nora. In this lesson, you'll learn how to construct conditional sentences in Egyptian Arabic. This conversation takes place in Mohammed's classroom as he debates environmental policy with his classmates. It's between the teacher, Mohammed, and his classmate, Maryam. The speakers are in school, so they'll be using informal Egyptian Arabic. Okay, let's listen to the conversation. النهاردة هنعمل مناظرة عن مشاكل البيئة يا طلاب الأعزاء. هنركز على أحد الأسئلة. السؤال هو هل الحكومة لازم تحدد للناس كمية الاستخدام اليومي للمية؟ محمد أنت إيه رأيك؟ أعتقد أن لو الحكومة ما حددتش استهلاك المية في احتمال أن المية تخلص. لازم كلنا نبقى متساويين في كمية المية اللي بنستهلكها. نقطة حلوة جدا. مريم أنت إيه رأيك؟ نقطة حلوة جدا. بس لو الحكومة حددت استهلاك المية، الناس احتمال تشتري أزايز مية أكتر. الأزايز البلاستيك ضرة بالبيئة. ممكن. شايفين يا طلاب، كل سياسة لها منافعها وأضرارها. إنشاء سياسات طلع شيء مش سهل زي ما احنا كنا فاكرين. Listen to the conversation one time slowly. النهاردة هنعمل مناظرة. عن مشاكل البيئة يا طلابي الأعزاء هنركز على أحد الأسئلة السؤال هو هل الحكومة لازم تحدد للناس كمية الاستخدام اليومي للمية؟ محمد أنت إيه رأيك؟ أعتقد أن لو الحكومة ما حددتش استهلاك المية في احتمال ان المية تخلص لازم كلنا نبقى متساويين في كمية المية اللي بنستهلكها نقطة حلوة جدا مريم انت ايه رأيك نقطة حلوة جدا بس لو الحكومة حددت استهلاك المية الناس احتمال تشتري أزايز مية أكتر الأزايز البلاستيك ضارة بالبيئة ممكن شايفين يا طلاب كل سياسة ليها منافعها وأضرارها إنشاء سياسات طلع شيء مش سهل زي ما احنا كنا فاكرين. Listen to the conversation with the English translation. النهاردة هنعمل مناظرة عن مشاكل البيئة يا طلاب الأعزاء. هنركز على أحد الأسئلة. السؤال هو هل الحكومة لازم تحدد للناس كمية الاستخدام اليومي للمية؟ محمد أنت إيه رأيك؟ Dear students, Today, we will have a debate about environmental issues. We will focus on one question. The question is, should the government limit how much water people can use daily? Mohammed, what is your opinion? 
أعتقد إن لو الحكومة ما حددتش استهلاك المية في احتمال إن المية تخلص لازم كلنا نبقى متساويين في كمية المية اللي بنستهلكها I think that if the government does not limit water consumption then we might run out of water We should all be equal in how much water we use نقطة حلوة جدا مريم انتي إيه رأيك؟ That is a good point. Miriam, what is your opinion? نقطة حلوة جدا، بس لو الحكومة حددت استهلاك المية، الناس احتمال تشتري أزايز مية أكتر. الأزايز بلاستيك ضارة بالبيئة. That is a good point, but if the government limits water consumption, then people might buy more bottles of water. Plastic bottles are bad for the environment. ممكن. شايفين يا طلاب؟ كل سياسة ليها منافعها وأضرارها. إنشاء سياسات طلع شيء مش سهل زي ما إحنا كنا فاكرين. Maybe. You see, students, every policy has pros and cons. Creating policy is not as easy of a thing as we think. Considering that much of the Arab world has a dry, hot climate, water conservation is very important. That's very true. Some areas have instituted policies in which running water is only available during certain hours of the day. It's also why people are good at conserving water in everyday life. Some countries in the Arab world also limit usage by building to ensure resource sharing. Nora, can you give us some tips in case any listeners visit an area under this kind of situation? Well, if you're visiting major cities, access to running water won't be an issue. But you should remember that water is a scarce and precious commodity. In rural areas or during the summer months, don't be surprised if the water pressure is low or the water is turned off at times. Keeping showers short and not leaving the faucet running are good things to do. This is good practice no matter where you are in the world, but it's especially important in the dry climate of the Middle East. Do you have a useful expression related to this topic? An expression that's used a lot when addressing topics like limiting water or electricity consumption is ترشيد الاستهلاك which means consumption rationing. Now, let's take a look at the vocabulary from this lesson. The first word is مناظرة debate مناظرة مناظرة Next we have هنركز We will focus هنركز هنركز Next we have تحدد To set a limit to restrict تحدد تحدد Next we have الاستخدام اليومي Daily use الاستخدام اليومي الاستخدام اليومي Next we have سهل Easy Simple سهل سهل Next we have نركز على We focus on. نركز على. نركز على. 
Next we have el azayas el plastic. Plastic bottles. El azayas el plastic. El azayas el plastic. Next we have nota. Point. Nota. Nota. Last we have Shit. Thing. Shit. Shit. Let's have a closer look at the usage of some of the words and phrases from this lesson. The first word is Monazra, meaning debate. This word means debate, as in a discussion involving opposing perspectives on a topic. It comes from the root Nazara, which is the verb that means to look or to consider. This word is used to describe a conversation, usually formal, in which people are expressing different sides of an issue or topic. Can you give us an example using this word? Sure. For example, you can say, Which means, did you watch the debate yesterday? Okay, what's the next word? Meaning, we focus on. The first word in this phrase is the verb to focus, conjugated in the plural form, we focus. The simple form of the verb is rekkiz. The second word, ale, is the preposition that means on or over. This is a useful phrase to use in conversation or in writing to describe what the topic will be of a conversation, speech, or piece of writing. Can you give us an example using this word? Sure. For example, you can say, Which means, let's focus on the positive things, not the negative ones. If you change the preposition to fi, this word can be used in many more contexts. And in that case, it will mean to concentrate. For example, which means, I concentrate on work. Okay, what's the next phrase? El azayas el plastic. Meaning, plastic bottles. The word azayas is the plural form of the word ezeza, meaning bottle. This word only exists in Egyptian Arabic and Levantine Arabic. Then we have the word plastic, which is used as an adjective describing the bottle. Listeners, note how the adjective form of this word is just like its noun form. And that's also unique to Egyptian Arabic and Levantine Arabic. In Standard Arabic, the word plastic will have to take its adjective form, which is plastikia. So the phrase plastic bottle in Standard Arabic would be zugega plastikia. Can you give us an example using the entire phrase in Egyptian Arabic? Sure. For example, you can say, El azayas el plastic bietamil laha i'ad tadwir fi Masr. Which means, plastic bottles are recycled in Egypt. Okay, now on to the lesson focus. In this lesson, you'll learn how to express an idea using an if clause. How do if clauses work in Arabic? In Arabic, there are conditional sentences that use the word law or if 
These sentences are made up of two clauses. The first clause, the if part of the sentence, opens with لو and is followed by a full phrase in present or future tense. Be careful because in the second clause, which is the then part of the sentence in English, there's no word inserted for then. It's implied, so you simply connect the second phrase of the sentence in the present or future tense. In speech, you might pause between the two parts of the sentence, while in writing, you might insert a comma. In the example sentence from the dialogue, Muhammad begins with لو, or if, and then he says, الحكومة محددتش استهلاك المية. Which is translated as, if the government does not limit water use. The second clause in Muhammad's sentence is, في احتمال إن المية تخلص. Which is translated as, there is a possibility that water will run out. The next sentence that uses لو, is لو الحكومة حددت استهلاك المية الناس احتمال تشتري أزايز مية كتير If the government limits water consumption, then people might buy more bottles of water. Maryam begins the sentence in the same way with لو and the phrase in the present tense. In the second clause, she uses a construction that starts with the subject followed by the verb in the present tense, followed by the object. In both sentences, the subject comes first in the sentence. Right. And note that in both sentences using لو, for this sentence construction, both clauses are structured with the subject first, although in Arabic you can also begin with the verb first. Another example could be لو ماما اتصلت ولها اني خرقت. Meaning, if mom calls, tell her I'm out. The subject can be left out sometimes if it's implied from the context, though, which makes the sentence look like it starts with the verb. So basically, if the verb comes first, it means that the subject is left out? Yes. For example, لو عرفت هتتقبلوا إمتى قولي Tell me if you know when you're all meeting up. Here, the subject, you, إنت, is implied from the context and also from the conjugation, so you can just leave it out. Another pattern is changing the order of the sentence, making the لو part come after the result part. Like, for example, ابقوا قلولي لو هتروحوا Meaning, tell me if you're going to go. In this case, you don't need a pause or a comma. There are many ways to structure this sentence, and there isn't much of a difference in meaning between all three structures. So feel free to choose the one you're most comfortable with. Let's give another couple of examples. لو محمد اتكلم في الموضوع ده تاني هزعل بجد. If Muhammad talks about this topic again, I will really get mad. تعالوا عندي لو حبيتوا. Come over if you'd like. Listeners, do you know the reason flashcards are so popular? It's because they work. We've taken this time-tested studying tool and modernized with MyWordBank flashcards. Learn vocabulary using your eyes and ears. It's simple and powerful. Save difficult and interesting words to your personal vocabulary list called MyWordBank. Master words in your MyWordBank by practicing with flashcards. Words in MyWordBank come with audio so you can learn proper pronunciation. 
while you learn to recognize words by sight. Go to ArabicPod101.com now and try My Word Bank and flashcards today. Okay, that's all for this lesson. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Masalema. النهاردة هنعمل مناظرة عن مشاكل البيئة يا طلاب الأعزاء هنركز على أحد الأسئلة السؤال هو هل الحكومة لازم تحدد للناس كمية الاستخدام اليومي للمية؟ محمد انت ايه رأيك؟ أعتقد ان لو الحكومة محددتش استهلاك المية في احتمال ان المية تخلص لازم كلنا نبقى متساويين في كمية المية اللي بنستهلكها نقطة حلوة جدا مريم انت ايه رأيك؟ نقطة حلوة جدا بس لو الحكومة حددت استهلاك المية الناس احتمال تشتري أزايز مية أكتر الأزايز بلاستيك ضرب بالبيئة ممكن شايفين يا طلاب كل سياسة لها منافعها وأضرارها إنشاء سياسات طلع شيء مش سهل زي ما احنا كنا فاكرين <تصفيق>